Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on We Are Cabin. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship. But firstly, I'm delighted to be joined by the man who has a problem with people on the Sunday game wearing three-piece suits, but hasn't a problem with him having his Twitter profile. I thought that was a great call by Kieran Cunningham. Paul uh, Fitzpatrick, <coughs> explain yourself. Look, I had to I had to just take it on the chin. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I could have brought in some PR company and put them out to bat for me, but I just said no. So I just retweeted it and said, yeah. For anybody who didn't uh, didn't notice that Paul was, was having a bit of a, a go at the people wearing three-piece suits on the Sunday game can I, on can his I make, Twitter account. Can I make a point? And his profile picture on his Twitter account is him wearing a three-piece suit. I wasn't having a go with anyone. All I tweeted was... Is there a need? All, all, let me finish. All I tweeted was, um, when you think about it, it's absolutely mental to wear a three-piece suit on the Sunday game. And it is. It's absolutely Why? nuts. Because you're, Explain you're going, yourself. Because it just makes us look so backward. That, that I'm on the telly. All right. Everything. Three-piece suit. Like you're, Just because you're on the telly, you have to wear something that you'd wear to your wedding day. Hold on a second, but Do you ever watch the Super Bowl? No. In the uh, Super Bowl, when the... the, the the commentators or the okay, analysis yeah, okay. Guys. The, the Super Bowl is probably the big, but it's the same with all NFL games. Because no, it, no, no. But was but that but, was the hurling final at the weekend. Yeah, but they wear it. I didn't say for the all Ireland final. I could actually understand that a bit more. Okay, because it's an occasion. But they they wear three piece suits every week on the Sunday. Ah, uh, some do. Ah, uh, yeah. A lot Have you not seen what's his uh, name? Sometimes they wear that mad flowery. Short. What are you arguing with here? I'm, all I said was it's mental to wear a three-piece suit on the Sunday game, and I'm sticking with that. But anyway, the point I, being, I, I believe any man is allowed to dress whatever way he wants personally. Like this. Can, I'm, I'm, I'm all for. He can wear anything he wants, that, but I'm entitled. If they want to wear dresses? Let them. <laughs> I'm entitled to say that it's, that it's <laughs> mental. But Kieran Cunningham came back and says uh, something like, "Yeah, that are that are Twitter profile pictures." <laughs> and sure, <laughs> it went mad. But I'm just actually looking there and. Uh, He's not that far ahead of me in likes in terms of my original comment. Over 200 likes on it. Right. So a lot of people agreed with me. And actually a couple of people replied to him and says, uh, oh yeah, um, good one, but the point still stands. I was like, fair play to you. But, uh, <laughs> Who did you he, pay to he do nailed, that? He nailed me. He, nailed me. <laughs> he did. It was good. It was a good one. But he kind of made my point for me because in that profile picture, that was my wedding day. Uh, so why would, you, why would you wear the same thing on the Sunday game as you were on a wedding day? I don't know. I'll take it back. Maybe it's tradition. Like, it's I mean, not. That's you're, no. You're it's watching, not. You're watching the game. It's not tradition because Boz Odie showed showed um, still shots before, and let's just wear casual polo, jumpers and yeah, polo shorts yeah. and stuff. No, but I take it back even further in tradition. They used to wear hats when they were playing hurling or football. You know, as in they wear their their, their flat cap. So mm, true. You know, and 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 every day you wore a three piece suit. <laughs> so maybe maybe they just like the the history of that's it. True, that's true. It could true. be that. I don't know. I'm 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 just having a dig at you. You know. <laughs> no, you bollocks. Uh, come here. Moving on. Brady's Arva Limited. 
main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship results from the weekend gone by. I think it's it's no um, secret that this is our favourite championship. Ah, yeah. In terms of competition, it is brilliant. Brilliant. There's so many, uh, so many potential winners. I'm just looking at the table here. Actually, we'll go, we'll, we'll go to the results first, um, and then we we'll, we'll we'll go back to the table because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go go over this and look and see who actually potentially now could win the championship because there's there's a big big hat there. Um, but Torbert Swanland Bar, you were saying on the Diehards podcast earlier in the week um, that. Rod McKiernan didn't play uh, for Swanland Bar. Bill Torbett won a 217 to 8 points. I've heard since he's away on holidays um, at the minute, which does raise a bit of a question, does it? Like, Don't get me wrong, every man is entitled to go on holidays, but. In a three piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just. I don't know. I'm old school. I think I'm too old school. Jesus. I have i don't know when the last time I've been on a holiday in the summer because I'm involved with teams. I, I don't understand it. I, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, yeah, maybe there's a wedding or something. I, yeah, Actually, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, and that, that could be it. So there could be a, a very important occasion. Um, but but it is, I'm definitely for, not saying Garota or anyone else, but I have heard from a lot of people that a lot of players, are, teams are missing players because they're going on holidays. Mm. Which wouldn't definitely wouldn't have happened years ago. No, no, no. Well, like we'd have all met at the start of the year, and right lads, we're all going to train hard. Right lads, we're going to go off the drink. Right lads, nobody book a holiday for June, July, or for well, July, August, September. You know that was it. You just didn't book a holiday for those months, and that was. I tell you a funny story about that. There was a famous story told about um, Ramar Miners. They won the championship. Anyone from Ramar listening can can confirm the year, but I think it was around seventy eight or seventy nine. They had lost the minor championship final and the following year they came back and they won it. But at the start of the second year, a lot of the boys are still underage and they did a team meeting and they said, well, lads, we're going to train, we're not going to drink and we're going to do this and that and we're going to win this championship. But if anyone knows the bridge in Virginia on your way out um, on the dub- towards the Dublin Road, the old the building there, the old mill, just at the corner, that was obviously a mill at one stage, it's apartments now. But uh, back in the 70s it was derelict. And lads just go up there, mess around, smoke fags and stuff like that. Um, and... Uh, some of these young lads on the Rammer minor team had a, a Playboy magazine and they kept it up there. That's where they kept it stashed where nobody would find it. This was in the days before anything. And uh, so they walked out of the team meeting that night absolutely psyched Do up. Do you need to explain to our listeners what a Playboy magazine is? I wonder. Well, it's a it's a dirty magazine. That, that's the best way. <laughs> Keep going. They walked out of the team meeting that night and they were psyched up and they were going to win the championship. And they piled them marched up the street and went straight up to the mill and found the Playboy magazine and they burned it. <laughs> That's how much you meant to do. <laughs> and they won the championship after. And the regretted born in the Playboy magazine. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, well, it's a, uh, it, it's mad too. I was on an under sixteen team that made a a, a championship final in Division Three, and after the semi final, the players all pulled together and decided we'll, we'll 
everyone would go off the drink for the final <laughs> at under 16. Oh my God. Now I wasn't drinking at that stage, but 90% of the team was. So that that probably explains why it was Division 3. Um, but anyway, back to Bill Torbert, Swanland Bar. You heard much about this one. I know Bud didn't play uh, for Bill Torbert either. Um, no, Bud wasn't playing um, and didn't come on. He could have been injured. Because um, he has been playing very well, he's the captain this year. I know Conan McGinley scored four points. Niall Lauder got one, two, I think, including the forty-five. Ah, they're going well. Like you know, it was a, it was a routine win. They won by fifteen points, but they're they're going very well. But that's three wins from three. It is. It is a custom in a quarter final position. One two, of only two teams guaranteed. How many unbeaten teams are there in the county? Like, there's not too many. No, no, that's right. And um, and unbeaten and with with three wins from three, three in a championship. Three, yeah. You know, there's very, very few. So uh Porrick Dolan and Co doing a great job there, um Adrian McGovern with him. So that's that's a, a big win and, and, and a, a sigh of relief for them that they're not under pressure going into the last round, you know. And that that often can be the break you need to get the the second part of the championship going, you know. So It'll be just interesting to watch Bill Torbert. They're one of those teams that I definitely wouldn't be ruling out of a, a championship. For Swanland Bar, it means they're guaranteed a relegation playoff of some sort. Uh, they've, they've, well, sorry, no. Actually, they've only two games played. That was only their second game because they had to buy. So they still have a, 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 an outside chance or a chance of making the quarterfinals if they won their last no, two games. they're not going to because... They're going to have to win their last two games by cricket scores because their score difference is so poor. Minus even if, 31. Even if they were to get four points, they're, they're not going to make it on because how many teams are on four as it is? Yeah, there's uh, four teams on four. And how many teams above four? Two. Yeah, so there's six teams there. So four is not going to get them. Yeah. Scores, four is not going to do it for them. No, probably not. Is it? Yeah. Some teams may Some teams are making them four with a good score difference. With a good score difference. That's why they're yeah. not going to have a good score difference now. No, you'd be surprised if they do. It's, they're not going to have a clean good. sheet, like. Realistically. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, second game was in O'Rahilly Park in Kings Court. It's been known as Lara's home ground at this stage because they've played that many championship games yeah. in the last couple of years. And geez, they took advantage of, of, of the home that they've made up in Kings Court. 215 to 1 5. Lara would. Did I hear right? All six forwards scored. All starting six forwards scored in Lara. Yeah, that'd be right. And two of the wing backs scored. Letty got a goal. Um, Lee Riley got a point. Uh, Jack McKenna scored. Paul Smith got five points. He's well up the top scorers list, which will come to later. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very impressive from Lara. Like, and they found their mojo again. Again, we talked about it, th- those um, those early early uh, first round losses. Sometimes it's the best thing that can happen to you. Can be. And on top of that, I think maybe playing Division One football, even though they, they ended up being relegated out of it, they still were a standard above what they're used to playing in, in or what they're going to be playing in the Intermediate Championship. So their level, while losing games in Division One, was still ahead of a lot of teams' level of either winning games or losing games in Division Two and Three in some cases. So I think that... You know, there's the carrot for teams get up to that top division, you know, because you'll you'll you will improve playing against better teams all the time. So, um, Lara now put themselves in 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 a really good position, four points or sorry three points, a, a win or a draw even because they have a draw, you'd imagine should be enough because their score difference is still to the advantage of twelve. 
you know, because of the big win over Bailey So yeah, and they've got Bally Hayes, which isn't it? Yeah, so which won't be easy, but um, Lara going to be favourites to win that now, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, you'd imagine so. I'd agree. On Bailey championship, unfortunately, um, they have maybe flattered to deceive. They've three games played, zero points on the board. They can't make a quarter final. They're they're in a relegation playoff now. We didn't see it, that coming like we talked about it briefly on the last podcast like it was at half time in the Lavi match where everything turned where they had one foot in Division 1 and haven't won a game since and like getting progressively worse and like that was at half time they were something like 2-11 to a point down against Lara something like that they were mm. absolutely routed they bent a bit of a game of it in the second half but um, that's I, I don't know where it has come from you know like how can a team collapse so badly after after a great run of stuff in the league. Like, yeah, really at one point to seven games in a row in the league, I believe. Like that—that's that's momentum, and maybe it took more out of them than than they realised. They definitely seem to be on an upward curve, and it just goes to show the form is form is temporary. You just don't know what's coming around the corner. But I I am very surprised. I thought that they'd pick up wins. Now their draw hasn't been that overly easy. In fairness to them, they 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 have had tough. Tough games in the championship, but I just thought they'd, they'd pick up wins. But they Look, looking at their team, like it looked like most of their main players were playing, like the two Jackson full back line, Jack Smith and Jack Barry, Aidan Riley, Oshin Clark, Sean Cooney, Philip Clark, um, Michael Argue, Peter Clarkin. Um, Brendan Argue wasn't playing all right, but um, Luke Gilson was there, Connor Gilson, Rory Farrell, Reese Clark. Mm. Now, most of the lads who've been going well are there for them, so it's not a thing that they lost half the team or anything. Looking at that that Lara team, you said about just looking at the team sheet here, but all the forwards scoring, all the forwards did score. Like Sean Tierney got a point, Paul Smith got five, Jack McKenna got a goal, Liam McKenna got two points, Paddy Roden got three points, Park Riley got two points. Yeah. Uh, the midfielders didn't score, but the t- two and a half back scored. Fergal Rourke came up, got a, got a free as well from goal. So like the, the, Jason Walsh and Oshin Carlin. Um, only coming on there like Niall Fitzpatrick's a handy wee forward as well good it's like players. They've good depth there Jason Walsh was excellent against Butler's Bridge the last day coming on getting three points I think off the bench but um, even just going back to, to Bailyborough just looking at the draw they got Ballyhays at pretty much full tilt Yeah, you know when, when Ballyhays had everybody available which we'll come to later on they got Beltorben in round two who have topped the table now and then Lara like at the start of the championship, you'd say they're three of the top five teams in the uh, championship they're after getting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd have to check the rankings what way we ranked them, but they'd be up there. I didn't have a Torbert as high as you had. Oh yeah, but right. like, there's still no excuse to be 15 points down at half time against Lara. No, true enough. True enough. It's like it's, it's very disappointing by Bailey. It I, is. I kind of fancy them for for a good run. Like, yeah, I thought so too. I thought they did. I thought a quarter final and maybe an upset. You know, beat mm. somebody there, but didn't happen. Um, they'll have to just safeguard and make sure that they don't uh, get the drop down to junior because I think they're just too strong of a panel to nah, go down won't, there. They won't, they won't go to junior. I'd be very surprised if they do. I know momentum is against them now, but, yeah. but no, I think, they'll, I think they'll stay up. Yeah. Arva took on Bally Hayes in Kingspan Breffney um, on Friday evening, 8 pm. Arva put on a bit of a masterclass. You text me after this saying Arva's on the rise and Bally Hayes are on the slip. Yeah, that's the gist of it. Um, I've seen Arva there the last, in the last two games. Like I ranked them very highly. It's a pity he didn't have the rankings to hand, but I, I do rate Arva very highly. But they had a very poor league. 
But I'd say they were underperforming and plus they were missing players. But they, like started off poorly. Was it Kilchandra beat them in the first round? Yes. Of the championship. Yep. Um, but I saw them against the Hollands and I thought they showed played some brilliant football that evening. Even though they conceded conceded eighteen points. Um, what I liked about them was they showed in the in the league playoff against Drumlane that they weren't going to just throw their arse at it this year. Like they were they were losing by four or five points coming up to half time in that game, and they really dug in. And they stayed. They stayed in Division Two because going back down to three would have been a big step back for them. And okay, they lost the first round of the championship, but again they dug deep against against uh, Collins when it was needed. And then against Ballyhead, same thing. Finished the game very strongly. Like it was, I think it was a draw at half time. They were the better team probably in the first half, and it went in. After from memory, I think it was eight points to one five at half time. Ballyhead's got a penalty, uh, which was expertly finished by Martin Connolly just before half time, and then. Um, Nip and tuck sort of early in the second half and then Arva pulled away and they pulled away in style like they, were, they weren't going away as they say in horse racing mm-hmm. like I thought Conan Sheridan was brilliant a full forward now Owen Clark was marking him who is a very good player but he re- really had his hands full there against against Conal Gap uh, with, in, with experience there maybe yeah and he was taller as well but just his movement was good and and he was being delivered a great ball in like f- f- top class ball in and um, he won everything that came his way. Now his shooting was off in the first half. He kicked at least three wides, I'd say, but did kick kick a couple of points. And and uh, the goal, of course, was crucial. And the goal came from Boucher. We talked about it on the last podcast. Just a little bit of ingenuity and soccer style. Booted the ball fifty yards and into Sheridan's uh, chest, and he buried it. Uh, Peter Connelly deserves a mention as well. He like he got the. He got the second goal, or sorry, he got the first goal, and and it was a, it was a cracking goal because a nice ball played over the top, and Keneally went in brave as anything. Gary O'Rourke was coming out full steam, and he went in for it, and he, he knew he was going to take a rap, and he got to the ball first, just got his fist to it, and a nice little flick into the net, and actually O'Rourke got injured in in the movement, so Keneally tough bit of stuff. I was very impressed with that goal. Mm. I like watching Arva. I love the way they play. I always liked watching them. Like they've lots of good ball, they're tough, but they've lots of good ball players. Yeah. Like, um, said the likes of James Morris there at fullback. He's tough as nails, but and he didn't give Stephen Smith much. His nails much aren't room. that tough. <laughs> but 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 they have they they're sort of yeah, like yeah right. What's the phrase? They've the, got the nice balance. iron fist and the velvet glove. Like yeah. if you take if you take Conor Sheridan full forward line, um, Brian Ellis, like he's full of tricks. He's very accurate forward. You know, the, the uh, Peter Ke- Morris. Kevin Boucher is still one of the nicest players to see, and I mean nice as in the, what he does with the ball. You know, he's class. He, he's a wee magician. Ah, he's brilliant, and you know, Thomas Brady there as well can play a ball, and mm. Kieran Brady driving out of defence. You know, th- like I, I, I think the question was, did they have the appetite for it after a few years on the go? And I think last year they probably lost it a bit, and probably there was a hangover into this year, and it didn't help to missing players. But they have it back now. You could see it, and they're really up for it now. They're possibly struggling a wee bit in the middle of the field. Um, they brought Fergus McLeod on the last two days in the middle of the field. He's back, and they brought Darren McLeod on the last day as well. Um, they could maybe they could maybe do a little bit of help in the middle of the field. Brian McAtee's doing pretty well, but when when it, when it gets up against the really good teams, like they're probably going to need to compete a bit stronger midfield. But they're they're very good, um, very impressive. As for Bally Hayes. I suppose the whole big story, Damien, is that they've lost Kevin Tierney to Australia, and like, you know, he's one of the best forwards in the county, like without a doubt. Mm. He's yeah. a he's a big loss. They've lost Park Moore. He's going to Dubai on Friday, which mm. is a big, huge loss. Like, he's a class act. 
That's two serious players. That's two players that would make any club team a Kevin. And David Brady doesn't look like he's going to be back. He's still in a boot. He's still so, in a boot. You know, even if he is back, you're probably talking semi-final stage, and you just wonder can they get that far missing three power punches? You know. And Sean McCormick was missing the last day. Now he'll be back. He was at a wedding. There's a lot of pace in the Ballyhead Ballyhead's team. Like you take Michael Brady, um, yeah. Scotchy McKernan, Aaron Watson. You know they've pace and they can carry the ball, but it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Owen Clark as well can can really cover the ground, but it's going to be difficult uh, for them missing so many players now. Mm. That's if they win the championship now, it'd be one hell of an achievement because they're basically missing their two best forwards. Now Connery, like Connery's a class act as well, but he's not playing as well as he was the year they won it. Mm. See the funny thing, funny thing is in some situations what happens when. The, the main scoring forwards disappear and people think it's the end of the world somebody steps into the mantle you know it could be Connery Stephen Smith is still right. at a top level well, like, you know. I was saying that, that James Morris kept him well shackled last day but he did score the best point of the game he got, he he came out around 45 trying to probably get a bit of space away from Morris and forced a turnover and just turned around one look at the post the window his back and just knocked it over the black spot like yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant striker of the ball yeah, he, and he's he still got four points. Like, well, <laughs> well, I think it was maybe three or two or three frees, but still, uh, still, they all count. And and they, you know, while I think it will be too much of a loss for them to to go on and win a championship, you just don't know. You know that that's often when the best comes out in a group. But I, I just to give you one more interesting thing. Sorry, sorry to to cut across you, but one more interesting thing about that. I actually look back to. Uh, the intermediate final in 2015, right? So that was October 2015. Ballyhays beat Arva. You mm. were at it. Do you remember the scoreline? I should because you sent me this earlier on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, okay. Two, two fifteen to two thirteen to one fourteen. Two thirteen to one fourteen. Yeah. I don't think I would have got it. Anyway, how many players um, played on both teams? The answer. I'm not gonna I didn't. You. I actually didn't get to read it. I just seen the, the top of the article. Okay. Well, how many Ballyhays players? That are currently playing. That how many played played in that final later starting or coming on and and got game time on Friday evening. Ballyhays players. Mm. Oh, I, I'm not going to start naming them out all, but I'll I'll take a guess at. Oh, very little actually. I'd say five. Oh, what a guess! Pulls it out. Five, five. is the answer. Wow. The five are Connor Lyons, Stephen Smith, Martin Connolly. Park Moore and Shane McKernan. Um, now, to be fair, they're missing. They're missing. Tierney's just gone. Yeah. Uh, Shane Bryder's just back. McCormick. McCormick was away. Well. Brady's injured. Yeah. But yeah. still, only five for Arva. How many do you think? Arva's there's been very little change. Um, I'd say you could be talking as many as eleven. Fourteen. 14, 14 the, sorry, yeah, including subs, yeah. 14 the played, so the 14 for the record were from the back, Thomas Brady, James Morris, Cormac McCabe, uh, Kieran Brady. Cormac McCabe came on the last evening, I think he was injured. Okay. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kieran Brady, Dermot McLeod, Fergal McLeod, Peter Keneally, who we're talking about, uh, Kevin Bush, Peter Morris, Conan Sheridan, Kieran Cooney, Danny Ellis, another good player, Shane Hamilton and Stephen Ellis. So like that's very impressive. So it's actually fourteen outfield players because they've a new goalie since then. So 
That's, yeah. that's great going, like. Yeah, to, to maintain. Now, the age profile of those players at that stage in 2015 was still very young. 20, 22, 23 for the majority of them or less, you know, so it probably bode that it was going to happen that way. But mm. even just to hold on to them was was an achievement. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Arva because they're a team in their pomp. They're a really good team to watch. Yeah, look, we're, we're bigging them up here now a lot. I'm bigging them up a lot in the podcast, but I'm just impressed with them. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm looking forward to seeing them. Don't throw me into your bigging up situations. <laughs> because cause when they win the championship, I'm going to give you all the credit. I'm not going to jump on your bandwagon. Um, Thank you, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Well done to Arva. Great win. 2.13 to 1.9. Um, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, sorry, Dolan Park, Virginia. Valley McHugh against Coo Hollands. Again, you were at this and you were saying to me that Brian McGee for the third game in a row stole the show. Yeah, along with Evan Doughty. Now, funny, the way the fixtures have fallen, I've covered all the, the Coo Hollands games in the championship. and Because uh, the way they're falling, not because not, not you pick out what games you cover. <laughs> I do, but I like to, <laughs> I like to get, get nice handy ones close to home. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, they were... They were um, and the tea's good around Dolan Park. I, hadn't, I didn't have any tail last time. No, day, me neither the last time, funny no. enough. No, well, look, no, I, was, no, I was too busy working. But they were too busy it, slagging it, me about my prediction of the Ram or Valley McHugh game. So. It was a poor game. Uh, it, was a, it was a disappointing game. Valley McHugh were very disappointing. Um, they had Dylan Kieran in back centre half didn't play well they didn't play well in general like Mark Kieran was the pick of them he scored right. probably five frees and a point from play um, Barry Kieran worked very hard as well but um, Cuhullins were, were just better like Cuhullins were winning maybe 7-3 or 7-4 at one stage having been 3-0 up and then Ballon McHugh got back level at 8 all early in the second half and Cuhullins got 4 points in a row and then kind of one pulling up but the interesting thing was about McGee and Evan Doughty. They, they scored 13 points between them. Out of 16. Seven and six. And um, I think Seamus Clark got two and David Carlin got one. But um, of the tor- like of the 13, it was funny. I'd say seven or eight of the 13, if McGee scored it, Doughty set it up and vice versa. They linked together brilliantly. Mm. And McGee kicked a couple of fantastic points. The rough... They are the same age, actually. They're, they're the same exact, age, yeah. Exact same age. So they played the whole way coming through and... and would have played in roles that they had to link together, you know. Yeah. So I, I wonder would Doughty would Doughty um, offer something to, to the Cavan panel because he's a very stylish player and he's very accurate off the left. If he decided he wanted to, he would. Yeah. You know, it's just whether he wants to he's an go to that player, ne- like. next level. Um, he's a very very good player. Oh, intelligent McGee, on the ball. The, the 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 thing people held against McGee when he was playing with Cavan was that he was too slow. Um, but uh, I mean, I think he's worth another chance. Well. How many lads have we got that are six foot five and can kick points for fun? Well, I don't know if he's six five now. He's, he's very close to it then. He's not too far off it. And you can call listening can, can tell us. Yeah, let me know. He's he's definitely a good four inches taller than me and I'm six foot, so I'd say he's six foot four. You're, I, I, you're six foot in the sense that Kia Mackie's six foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kia Mackie claimed hey, to be five eleven in the program. Kia up to my my shoulder, so he is no more. I'm towering over Mackie. That's one of the funniest <laughs> things I ever read in a in a, in a match program. That's about ten years ago. Mackie had himself down as five eleven in the pen picks. It's <laughs> like, come on now, that that makes me six six. But uh, yeah, but like we 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 don't grow big men that easily to to discard them. Well, like, he's a good free taker as well. Like. Yeah, Do you know, that, but he's a good fetcher. He can he catch is. ball I over his head. He can, yeah, he can. No, I, I think he's worth another look, without a doubt. And Doughty as well. Like they're two of the players that have really impressed me. Mm. On the Ballymacue team, Liam Buchanan really, 
he, he's not fit at the minute. Coming back say, from that injury, yeah, and like he's a he's a, a great footballer, but um, he, he's a bit he's off, a bit to go. He's a bit to go to get fit, so I don't think we'll see him back in McCabin for a wee while. But I mean, I wouldn't give up on him because he's a great footballer. Oh, and he and he, and he has what I think is you, you can't you you can't put into lads. He has the the instinct to know when he's needed to step up and, and step up a gear like he done in that us to final on the twenty one level, you know, and that's that's something that like just he he is six four, six five. Oh he definitely is, he yeah. He is yeah. at least yeah, he's and about the height of Brian McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's gonna have to text me now or tweet me, let me know what height you are. Um yeah he is, but again he's had such a horrible run of injury. He hasn't been able to get back and look at you just wonder is is it ever going to happen for Liam Buchanan? I'll be disappointed if it doesn't. Well, like it's, it's three years ago now that he was playing midfield for Cavan and the league final at Crow Park. Like, mm. and he was was more than comfortable that day. Like, he got a point in the first half that day. Brian McGee played the league final as well with Cavan. So, uh, like, you could do worse than have do- both those fellas if, if Liam was fully fit playing midfield for Cavan. You could actually do worse. But I'd like to see the, I'd like to see Brian brought back in. Yeah, yeah. I'd li- I'd love to see the two of them playing their best football with Cavan. It'd be great to see yeah. it. But um, Sunday, sorry, Saturday evening in Kingspan, Breffney, Balanya against Drumgoon. I was at this one. Um, the Smiths, really? How many song titles could we get into this next discussion? Well, you know, this char- <laughs> this charming man here will have to think about it. Yeah, well, you're you're still a bit ill. <laughs> It's just, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. No, we're, we're holding it at that. I heard it was panic on the streets of Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Smith brothers, Thomas and, and, and uh, Kevin, were, were excellent. Absolutely excellent. One ten between them. Yeah. Six points from open play from Kevin, one, two from open play from Thomas. Did you, did you have tickets for the Bun Show or, or did you get them online? <laughs> no, no, I'm more of a muffin man, personally. Uh, right. <laughs> we're not getting to that. <laughs> That's but, the icing uh, on the cake. They were they were absolutely brilliant. I have to say, first half, Kevin Smith, four points from open play. Um, now, Balanya were wind assisted, and they were uh, they, they took full advantage of it. But what what a couple of things amazed me in the game was you go to every game and you look for the county man and you see you know or men and see where where they're going. And Connor Miner for some reason playing wing half back now. Adrian Maguire sent Cormac Timoney to go and, and do a man-marking job. So, essentially, you had the number five for Balanya, Timoney, picking up the number six for um, Drumgoon, Moina. But it was in the wing-half-back position of the Drumgoon side of the field. And it just felt like he couldn't get into the game at all. And it actually affected his game then when he did get into it, that he gave one kick pass and I'm sure he'll not mind me saying it was probably the worst kick I've ever seen him give because he looked to kicking, kick it kicking backwards. Kicking is the big strength of his oh, game. Oh it is, it is but he, he looked to kick it backwards about 35 yards and it was between two Drumgoon players straight into David Finnegan's hands. Oh Jesus. You know and it just it, it just felt like it was one of those days just nothing went for him at all on the other side of it you look at and say Cormac Timoney was, was excellent he's he's a prospect for me that I discovered I discovered him did you? yeah it was me that Where? called him senior player in waiting yeah actually you did I, I discovered him about that. a month ago after he played under 21 with Cavan yeah he is he is that though I think he is because ah, he he's, he's, he's physically strong he's very athletic he gets his head up he can deliver a good kick pass but he can also carry the ball he looks comfortable and I think his decision making is good he's, he's a player I think 
definitely is is ready to to start that progress in the next year or so on to the county senior. Without team. a shadow of a doubt, especially if Balna go on to uh, say contest the intermediate final or something like that, you'll see him getting a call in with Kevin. If I'd he's, be if very he's fit, I will. If they go on to the final, definitely he'll be in very much in vogue. The the, uh, the other big performers for Balna who realistically had this game won by half time. I'm just trying to find my notes on it that that they were um, they were up by where am I here. They were leading at half time, one eight to two points. Drumgoon's first score of the game was a free from Conal Shorten uh, or Conal Farrell um, on the twenty third minute of the first half, and then he added another one on the twenty ninth minute. They didn't score again until the twenty third minute of the second half, um, and it was actually the twenty fourth minute of the second half when they got the first score of the game from open play, which was a goal for Paddy Smith. It just was too long of spells without without really threatening. I think they went about 15 minutes. We've we done the commentary on this and we are Calvin. I think they've done about 15 minutes in the first half without getting a shot at Declan Beard's goal. Mm. You know, they just... For a team that looked... Obviously, I didn't see them, but it looked obviously good against Lara, beating them in the first game, and played well and could have beaten Bally Hayes when Bally Hayes were closer to well, full strength. You talk about tough draws, Damien. That's, the, that's as tough as you get. That's as tough as it gets. And you know, like Kilishandra and them are fighting. We'll move on to that in the preview podcast later in the week, but that's going to be a, a humdinger of a battle because both teams need to win, you know. So that's a knockout game, essentially, for, for Drumgroom. But to go back to Balanya, the, the, the first score of the game, a free coming from Thomas Smith, then he fisted one over the bar, then Kevin gets one, and it was just kind of as if to show everybody, well, this is how strong the wind is. He was near 45 metre line and not too far off the sideline, maybe six, seven yards off the sideline, just turned, hooked it with the right foot and had probably 20 yards to spare on the on the post as he as he sent it over the crossbar really good score and it built his confidence i make it that he took seven shots in the game and scored six of them kevin smith from open play that's serious he's he scored 14 points in the championship um, 11 from play like so He's yeah. really he's playing the best football of his career, probably. He is. Another player that, that's been playing very well, Gavin Smith. He was playing out there in the middle of the field. Another young player. And that's that's the interesting thing about Balanya. You thought, well, they'll have the older boys, the experience that'll get them over the line. But the likes of Evan Finnegan, Cormac Timoney, Shane Finnegan, Thomas Smith, Gavin Smith, they're all very young lads. Yeah, they, they kind of unknowns to everyone. They, they, they brought through a trickle of... Six or seven good young players there in, yeah. in, in the last few years. Yeah, definitely, and they've been they've been paying off for them. But um, yeah, second half probably worryingly for Balanya was that they went one twelve to two points up after seven minutes in the second half, and then didn't score for the rest of the game. You know, conceded one two without replying. Now the game was over. They done enough to to make sure they weren't going to be bet. But you know, you'd like to keep the scoreboard ticking over, and I think that they kind of let it slip a wee bit. But th- they they have a good game plan. They have good forwards inside that the ball is going to stick with. Kevin Smith, Thomas Moore, Thomas Smith, all really good ball winners. And then you have Shane Finnegan coming run running off them as well. So they're well organised. They're they're still holding on to the favourites tag for me after that display at the weekend. Now. There you go. Yeah, if if you're gonna go into the head, do you think they're going to win that championship? I think it's going to take. It's going to take a team at their very, very best to beat them. Yeah, under the head, if I'm picking my favourite at the moment, it's Balanya. 
my second favourite may 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 change or may have changed after Sunday's game that I was at, um, which we'll, we'll move on to now because Butler's Bridge against Kilishandra. For those that don't listen to the Diehards podcast, I predicted Butler's Bridge would be beating this one on the basis that Fergal Flanagan, ex-county player and, and general, I thought, engine in the team wasn't going to be playing. But my God, I couldn't have been further wrong. 218 to 5 points and not a scoreline that flatters Butler's Bridge. You know? Yeah, that's, Phenomenal. that's serious. Like, that sounds like a perfect storm where the forwards and the backs absolutely clicked. Because Kilishander are no bad team. Like, they're a good, honest, physical side. Very yeah. strong up the middle. And a bit of class there as well with Ty and, and um, Tomas Riley, obviously. But that's that's serious stuff. Like, and you were, you were saying that the, the while the forwards, Sean Damien, the, the defence was kind of oh, the, where the wind was built. For me, this, the stars were... Well, definitely three three stars for Butler's Bridge were in the back line. Cornerback Shane Leddy, who for me was man of the match. Um he set up he was involved in the two goals, one where he looked like he had run into trouble up on the opposition's thirteen metre line, and just as he was falling to ground, Paddy McPhillips came off his left shoulder and he had the presence of mind and the ability to to flick up a quick hand pass which broke Paddy McPhillips through to to uh, play it across the goal for Cahar O'Reilly to palm it into the net. But it was it was a brilliant piece of improvisation by Shane Leddy. Second goal, he was cutting down Doug outside. Um, Quivian O'Reilly broke out from the full forward position to the left corner forward area and he popped a lovely little punt pass into O'Reilly who spun Daratai and then palmed it across for, for John Fitzpatrick just to volley into the net. But just really intelligent, good little confident ball player. You know, and has a little, has not a little, has enough aggression to to go into battle with anybody. Like he's not, he's not physically strong, but geez, he'll battle with everybody and anybody. I, I was very, very impressed with Shane Leddy. Now, Paddy Flynn as a fullback for me has grown into, and he's got competition in this because I think um, Butsy Carroll from Balanya, but Paddy Flynn is probably the best fullback in the intermediate championship at the minute for me. I think he's he's playing really, really well. Not just for the fact that he's an old... Sean McCormick, something to say about that, Damien. Well, he's playing more around the middle of the field, isn't he, these days? Well, I think... Yeah, I don't know. No, Depending, because Owen no, Clark sometimes is going yeah, back they in wrote, there. Yeah, they, they rotate him and yeah. Clark. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Sean McCormick out of that bracket. Um, and I'd still have Paddy Flynn I probably. thought Paddy Flynn was really good. We had him on Team of the Week after the Rammer game. He was very good that day. Like, yeah. And so they kept a clean sheet that day. Did they keep a clean sheet in the second game? Who did they play on that? Uh, Lara, yeah. Yeah, so three clean sheets as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah Jesus, the, the bridge are absolutely flying. And what what the bridge struggled what was with... Was Shane O'Rourke like Damien? Sorry to interrupt you. Shane O'Rourke played well, scored a point. Uh, just, do you know what? I have to say, a really well coached and managed team, Butler's Bridge. Because they, they all know maybe their limitations and their... their, their their skills, their advantages, and they work to them. You know, it kept on, the message was clear constantly coming from the line of Butler's Bridge. Don't bring the ball into the tackle, move the ball, keep running, keep on supporting the man on the ball. And it just worked exceptionally well. And the lads went out, there was no talking back to the line about, well, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. Everybody just done what they were asked to do and done it really well. And they look like a team that's very, very cohesive, very, very together. You know, and I thought, I just I was I was super impressed with them and came away from it and that's not even to mention Colin Dugdale at centre half back a player who I seen it on the rage and wasn't that overly impressed with 
two games now against Lara, he looked like he was coming into something. And I thought he was brilliant against Kilachandra um, for for Butler's Bridge. He's a player to watch. He's only, I think, just finished his leaving cert and he's playing the centre half back position like he's been there for years. So, a really, really good display by him. Quivian O'Reilly, not, not to. Not to over to be overshadowed, hit was it ten points? I'm just talking ten about, points, yeah. Ten points, uh, three of them or four of them were open play, and and the rest were frees. But well, he's he's, he's the top scorer in the county now in the championship. He scored one twenty three, wow. one fourteen from play. It's, uh, and do you know what? Do you know what he does? And he does brilliantly. He stays in close to goal. He trusts the player out the field that they're going to get the ball into the space at the right time. And what he showed where Dara Tai just couldn't live with him was Dara was expecting the run to go out to the right-hand side all the time for Quevin to shoot with the left foot. But he hit two, play, two points from play on the right foot going to the other side. And that just left Dara just impossible to mark him. You know, yeah. you, you just can't mark a two-footed player. You've it's, got it's rare that a natural left footer has a good right foot. There's yeah. something funny about that. But if you want, if you want, I'll run you through the through the um, talking with the top scorers. I'll run you through the the top ten and the scores if you want. Just well, we we'll hold, we'll hold them until we, we'll finish the intermediate. Okay, sorry, go through, ahead, and then we'll go back to that for okay. you. But again, Bullers Bridge for me are our contenders. They're they're definitely contenders for that intermediate championship. Um final game of the weekend was Cornafain in the intermediate championship was Cornafain against Drum Lane um, down in Ballyconnell. The stat of this game is twelve points out of thirteen for Ryan Connolly. That's some going yeah. in a in a three point victory. Yeah he put on the next we talked about it earlier on, I suppose nobody going over it again, but he, he put on an exhibition of free taking um ten frees, two points from play Again, he's right up. He's second highest scorer in the county, one point behind Kevin O'Reilly now for his three matches. And again, like you know, I think he's a lad that Kevin have to look at if if he wants to go in himself. Yeah, you know that that that's intercounty standard ball striking. There, like yeah. that's that's top stuff. Be it in the intermediate championship or be it in the Ulster championship, you're putting the ball down, you're putting it between the posts. It's free taking. It's a set piece, and that's what Kevin were lacking this year. I know Niall Murray did well in the freeze in the end up pretty well but for a long time we were lacking that so again it's food it's for thought worth it's worth watching it puts Drumlane on four points which you know gives them a, a, a very good chance the main asset that Drumlane have now is that they've a plus 16 of a score difference so should be enough to get them over the line into the quarter final Cornafane are on four points as well but they've a plus six so you know again they should make it but you just can't guarantee they, they definitely need a point in the last one so running through the table, Bill Torbett has six points, Butler's Bridge have five from the three games. Then you have four teams on four, Drumlane, Balanya, Cornafane and Ballyhays, who have all played the full allocation of three games. Then you're down to three pointers are Lara, Arva and Cuhullins. And below that it's Drumgoon on two, Rammer United on two, but have only two played, Kilishandra on two with three played, Ballamacue on zero, and Swanlambar on zero with two played, Baileyborough on zero with three played. So Baileyborough definitely into the relegation playoff. Um, and then Ballamacue, Swanlambar look favourites at the minute to do it. But it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting final round um, in the Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Championship. Give us your top 10 scorers. So. Top 10 scorers in the championship, right? So I've got them written down on my phone here. So keep talking for a minute, Damien, yeah. until I find them. Because they're obviously they're going to be loaded with junior and intermediate because they have the extra game played. You'd imagine. Yeah. So 
let me get this right. Twelve points is the cutoff mark for this list. So there's more than twelve. There's more than ten on it. Okay. There, there are a couple of other players knocking around the county on about twelve points. I would imagine that I might have missed. I'll have to have a really good look at it again. But the the top fifteen or so are accurate. So uh, from the bottom up, I suppose starting with Killian Clark is on two five. Very good. Three sure, frees, a forty-five, and a penalty. Go for a penalty. Pa- uh, Patrick Lynch with two games played is on one nine, six frees and a sideline. Uh, then you're into the lads on tw- twelve and over. So end the McHugh from Shannon Gales. He's on three four, and he's come up with two two late goals um, to salvage results for them in the last two rounds. So he's worth watching. Three four is good scoring. Three goals in three games. That's uh, Seamus Callan type form. That Liam Hennessy from Nugent's on one eleven, four frees. Kevin Smith, who we mentioned, the bun, 14 points, 3 frees. Roy Donahue, not bride, 111, 2 frees. That's from midfield. Connor Madden, Garner, 3 5. And this is a person favourite of mine, Dara Dolan from Lane, 3 5. All came in the same game and he's been scoreless since. It's amazing, absolutely incredible. Flash in the pan. Ah, that's harsh. We're going to have to watch it. Martin, to watch Wal- Martin Walsh, Red Hills, 4 3. More goals than points in this championship, but that adds up to 15. Enda Henry, 112, six frees. Sean Martin, Red Hills, 112, six frees. We're getting up to the top 10 now. Uh, Ray Galligan, lacking 15 points, eight frees. 15 points, good shooting in two games. Yeah. Connor McCarthy, Red Hills, three, six, two frees. That's good scoring. Very good scoring. A new man that came in from Kill. Red Hills have three so far in the top. Yeah. End of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the highest scorer in senior football. He's only played a game and a half. Shawnee Johnson, he's got 2-10. hasn't even played a game and a half. We played maybe 10, 12 minutes against Lavi, And then was taken off, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to go against Crushalaw. There you go, 2-10, 5 frees. Top scorer in the senior championship, Shawnee Johnson. Evan Doughty, one thirteen, six 6 frees on a 45. Brian McGee, 17 points, 13 frees. Declan McIntyre, drunk, 17 points, 13 frees. Emma Fitz- Fitzsimons, Killing care, two thirteen, seven frees and a goal from a penalty. Nevin O'Donnell, nineteen points, nine frees, three forty five, seven from play. Class. Paul Smith Lara, nineteen points, nine from frees. Niall McCaffrey, Kill Shamrocks, one eighteen, ten frees. Liam Galligan, Tempeport, twenty one points, seventeen frees. Number two, Ryan Connolly, Drum Lane, twenty five points, twenty one frees. Wow. He's get he's getting you seven frees a game. On average, and then top dog at the minute, Kevin O'Reilly, Butlersbridge with one twenty three nine frees. So that means off that list, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven junior players, and uh, that have hit above twelve points. It's right, twelve is the cutoff. Twelve or above. Yeah, well, I've, I see. I have Killian Clark in there. He's on eleven, but yeah, that's the idea was twelve or above, and that's going to rise next week. Right, and we have eight intermediate and five senior. But the senior caveat being there's only two games played in the senior. Senior played two games. So you're doing right. well to get in there. Any senior that's getting in there is doing well. Yeah, or any any player from... <coughs> have we any players from Swanlambar, Ballamacue or Rammer? No. No. So the two, the, the three... The three teams that have two games played in the intermediate haven't made it. But I think Enda Maguire from Rammer has about eight points play, scored in, in their two intermediate games. Yeah, so if the top 24 scores in the county at the minute, 19 are intermediate and junior. I will have played a game more, you yeah. know. Yeah. We can't read that into that. No, no. But what, what, what's actually interesting on that list is, uh, for me, 
Shawnee Johnston, top scorer in the senior championship, um, not on the Calvin panel. Again, I know it's 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 egging back onto it, but not playing, you know, two full games, and yet he's the top scorer in the senior championship. It's mm. for me. It it probably says, for me, he should have been around the panel. I think personally. Have yeah, to say. yeah, he yeah, he should have been. Yeah, he's worth his place in the panel. But, but I, I wouldn't best on that though. Wait, no, but it's early days. If he's top scorer at the end of it, yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, he, like you have to say he put up a big score when he came on, and this is no disrespect to him, but he came on against a beaten Lavi team and got a couple of goals there. Like, mm. yeah, Lavi were probably coming back into it a bit, but yeah, I take your point. Or game was probably over, but um, yeah, it'll be just interesting to see Quiven O'Reilly again, not not a regular starter now, probably just coming back into form, and maybe we're seeing the best of Quiven now, but uh, good good to see him scoring freely. Yeah, well. Cavan need that. that you, if you're an inside forward at county level should be absolutely dominant at intermediate level. Like, yeah. let's just say that. in the group stage, intermediate level. It's different when you get to the latter stages, or even maybe an Ulster intermediate. Like, it's a higher standard. But at that stage, like you're playing, you're playing. The, no disrespect, you're playing the Killer Sanders and the Rammer second team. And um, who did the bridge play in the second game? Lara. Lara. Okay, Lara is strong, but you'd you'd want to see Kevin doing that, and he is doing it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, if. If you're expecting yourself to do it against the Tyrones and the Donegals and the the, the Kerrys or the Mayos, you got to be making light work of the likes of that. And he's doing it so far. So, fair play to him. Okay, folks, so that brings us to the end of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget, if you want to look back on the College Craft Bakery Junior Championship, uh, head on over to Die Hard's podcast. It's on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. We'll also be previewing this weekend's action, which is the final round in the College Craft Bakery Junior Championship and the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship. And we'll be giving our predictions on those two uh, competitions as well as previewing the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship round three and giving our predictions on those. So jam-packed podcasts over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. Thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Calvin, yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Calvin to get come back into the big time? And then the cave and it's over the lap and Calvin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>